Hey y'all, it's Erin from the Underground Railroad. You are tuning in to another great show on the 4-Eyed Radio Network. To listen to more of this show and other great shows, tune in to www.4eyedradio.com. That's right, kids. This is your good pal, Steve-O, from 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk about a great person. Now, think about it. Who are you going to call when your logo looks like shit? You want a kick-ass logo. You want people to see your logo and go, you know what? That's an awesome logo. I wonder who did that logo. Well, I'll tell you who could do your logos for you. Check out Raven Designs. Special care of your work. Special inquiries? Check her out. She's got everything. Ravencruise.com is the place to go because you want a kick-ass logo. You want to stand above the rest. I guarantee it. You hear this song in the background? You know these guys have a kick-ass logo. It's a recognizable logo. And I guarantee it if Raven was back in that time period, she probably would have made it for them. And they would have been like, hells yeah, people know who we are because we got Raven Designs behind us. Check out Ravencruise.com if you want a kick-ass logo for business cards. Maybe you want to put it on a car. These guys did. Maybe you want to put it uh, on your building. You want something kick-ass. You want something that people can see and just go, this is awesome. Check out ravencruise.com. And you know what? Do it. Do it right now. You got nothing else going on for you right now. Get a kick-ass logo. Check out her artwork, ravencruise.com. Saves all the world. He comes to save the day in a broken truck with a stinky denim jacket on his back. He couldn't help this movie, which really sucked. But at least we didn't have to see him play a hacky sack. What? I'm sorry, I panicked. Well, wake up. This is important to me, damn it. Well, I'll try to do better. Shh, here it comes. Listen. Rostower saves us and saves all the world. Rostower no, 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 saves us. No, 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 Mike, that section's over, you non-musical mook. Well, sorry. Of course, that is our intro song for uh, All White Tukey. That is right. We are back. And by we, I mean Patrick Callahan. And we have a guest. Now, I don't know what we're supposed to say yet because we're having this huge discussion before the show starts. (laughs) And she either wants to have a fake name, use a real name. I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to get involved in this thing. I'll let these two decide right off the bat. But... Of course, we're back, and now this is the month of October, so we are doing all spooky tookies. So we're going to be talking about any kind of ghost stories, any kind of urban legends. If you guys have anything that's happened to you, feel free to write us at uh, All White Tookie on Twitter. Check out our Facebook page and so on. But Patrick, we are back. Yes, we are. How have you been? It's been a while. Good. Good. I'm here with my wife, Amy. Boom! Okay. That's that, where we're going. Well, that. see, the whole pseudonym thing was about the enticement of having a fake name, you know, these Famous writers and people like that get to do that. So since I've never been on the show, I thought that would be fun. Well, now it's the cat's up. Fine, we'll just say it's Mamie. I mean, why, why am I not allowed to have a cool name? It's kind of boring. So here I am Mamie. as myself. Mamie. Um, so anyway, so yes, it is the month of October. And we're going to sit down. We're going to tell uh, either some urban legends that we heard of or we're going to talk about some of our own experience. Uh, we don't want to get too deep into everything because we had to do a whole month of this so i'm afraid i don't want to blow through an, an episode because then patrick and i are screwed again um 
So, uh, so going around the table, we'll do our little catch up. What have you been up to? What's new, Pat? What do the fans need to know? Besides, the grimace is no longer the grimace. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not much is new, really. He doesn't want to talk because I'm here. No, no. that's not true. Oh, good. He said I am a full time engineer. I guess that's new. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, that's about it. So. He knows a guy named Bert who's obsessed with black holes. Yes. And fat people. And fat people. And fat people. Do you think he just wants to shove a bunch of fat people into black holes? Probably. Yeah. I think he has a secret obsession with food. Maybe he does. Oh, Bert. Bertholomew, as I like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Bertholomew. So uh, we will get into this now since we didn't uh, we didn't bury the lead. So Amy, this is your first time on not only your first podcast but the first time on our podcast. Ever. Um, we are recording out of their lovely home, which they won't have for long because they just got a brand new home they're going to be moving into soon. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So let's just throw it to Amy. Uh, Amy, let's hear some spooky stories from you. Spooky stories. My life has been kind of one big spooky story, but you want to get really scary. Uh, the one that went through my family that stuck with me as a child and an adult, my aunts tell a story. I have uh, on my mother's side, there were seven children um, actually eight, but one sister passed away, and there were five sisters remaining. And my grandmother, being a military wife living all over, she bought a lot of antiques and things like that. And she bought this really cool toy box for one of the daughters. And I guess the story goes that while they were living in England, I think it was, I could be wrong, it was either England or Spain, um, the one daughter whose room it was in would go to sleep, and then in the night at some point would be woken by this creaking noise and the toy box would open and out would come this creepy long-haired woman with like no face and a big, I forget the name scythe? of the thing. Yeah, like a wheat chopping thing. Yeah, a wheat right? scythe. Yeah, scythe. Okay. And it would come at her and as she would scream and squint and close her eyes, it would disappear. And no one would believe her. And so she asked another of the sisters, the older sister, to come in and sleep in her room. And she did. And then they both saw it the next night that they slept in there. And then they were both called crazy. And um, they got a third sister to come sleep in the room with this toy box. And she too saw it. And they convinced my grandmother not only to get rid of it, but to chop it up and burn it. And burn it. And then they haven't seen it they since. They never saw anything since. But these women are like rational, really down-to-earth women who don't tell stories like that. And they all to this day swear to that story. In fact, one of them, if you bring it up, freaks out and leaves the and room. Leaves and leaves the room. Oh, interesting. Talk about it. So, so I guess... Um, I'm trying to think. I think those are called like it's uh, possessed an object, I get, but they don't know any other backstory to where it came from no. or who owned it first. Or My grandmother was really fond of um, good craftsmanship and antiques, and so I have a feeling it was probably a hand-carved item Ooh. from somewhere in Europe, but other than that, I don't probably know. Prague. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, they were never lived in Prague. But Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I remember you telling me this story, and like right when you said faceless woman, I've heard st other stories of a faceless woman, 
Uh, there's actually a dream one of my exes had where like this faceless woman came out of the mirror. So I was trying to do some research on it. It does some, there is some correlation with a, a woman. They don't specify if it's faceless or not, but they have been some stuff on the internet. Now, again, I have to take the internet for what it is, a grain of salt. Right. Anybody can put anything up there. I mean, just check out my Wikipedia page. Apparently I'm a super dolphin hunter. So I got that yeah. going for me. Well, you know, that's not what Al Gore intended when he invented it. No, I know he intended it for everyone <laughs> to just learn about war, uh, global warming. Yeah. Uh, but all I, found was uh yeah it, it seems something that came out of germany hmm. like that's where the story was like of a faceless woman not necessarily saying that this is what it's from but what the interesting thing about that is they had several clocks my grandfather was fond of clocks and mm. so um i know at least two of them were german Talks so maybe bought. she bought a german toy box who knows yeah. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Good Glockenspiel. Now, I know, Patrick, I don't know if we talked about this on the show at all, but you had a couple of instances because you were actually stationed in Japan yeah, at one yeah. point, and it's supposed to be, what, like, the haunted part of the island? Like, uh, what, what was Well, there's lots that were supposedly, just because there's all the World War II ripping through Okinawa. So mm-hmm. there's a few. Nokawa, though. Or I just butchered the name after you said it. I was trying to remember what it was called. I'm all, you're, all, you're like, Nokawa, and I'm like, Akwanoa. Or... Uh, Okinawa. Okinawa. Now, if you remember Karate Kid 2, 2, right? Took yeah, it was yeah. 2. Okay, it was two. Now, He's yeah, looking was... at me like I'm the expert. On the Karate original. Kid? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Karate Kid, I am. Yeah. Oh, it's the one with the praying mantis maneuver thing. Oh, yeah, really and the important. little drum thing. That they and the drum thing. Oh, yeah, and, right. Yeah, and Ralph Macchio looked like the biggest doofus in the world. Well, yeah, oh, he is yeah. the biggest doofus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um... The one that comes immediately to mind was we took a little camping trip that may or may not have involved the theft of a boat. We returned it. Common Let's just say not. You, you, know. you commandeered we it. like a family and a home. And <laughs> uh, so we borrowed a boat and to row out to this little island that we saw off the coast. And I don't know what dumb reason we were like, oh, let's go camp there, I guess. It, you know what? It's just a guy brain. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll go there. So we get out there. It was dusk when we got out there. So we get a fire going and everything. We're hanging out. And then during the night, once we finally sleep, all this weird crap kept happening. Well, there was like, the part we camped at, there was like a ledge up above it. So, you know, everybody had like kind of a bizarre night. I can't really pin down anything specific. Just, you know, weird. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just weird noises and stuff and everything. So in the morning... You know, we're picking up and everything, getting ready to uh, row back and secure the boat where we found it. Well, so then I decided to climb up on the ledge. So I'm climbing up there, and I put my hand up, like a handhold to pull myself up, and what felt like a weird rock. And so I finally pulled myself up, and what my hand was on top of was a human skull. And so then I, I pulled myself up in there. I'm looking around. There's a whole skeleton up there. Which is yeah, kind of different. <laughs> <laughs> kind of different. You don't expect to see something like that, but it was probably somebody was hiding out there, I guess, during the war or something. Maybe I don't know. But they, yeah, it was weird because there's lots of you know Okinawans that still had hard feelings towards the Americans for you know, understandable. They're like camping on their islands that they and shouldn't have been on their boat. stealing boats. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they were, they were angry about. <laughs> the boat. Yeah, it was a boat ghost. Oh, the American! They take our boats. Yeah, it was a boat ghost. Yeah, a whole skeleton up there. And we were trying to figure out, like, did we report this to the, you know, 
people or whatever. I'm we... doing spooky campfire. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's creepy. You know, a human skeleton. Never found a human skeleton before. So. Now, was it the same experience that you think the children experienced in Stand By Me when they found the dead body? Oh. Or? No, because I didn't poke it with a stick or get, like, leeches on me or anything. So. Oh, that's true. Now, did you leave disappointed going, like, I probably should have poked the skeleton with a stick? or? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because you know that's what everyone's going to ask. Oh, you found a skeleton. Did you poke it with a stick? And you're going to be like, no. I, I pick up the skull and kind of show it to everybody. Oh, did you do a Shakespeare with it? No. Uh, I should have. Yeah. Tried, tried. Patrick, yeah. you're really, you're really... No, I just kind of dangled over the ledge holding it. And I was like, oh, check this out. <laughs> Look what I found up here. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the Grimace. And then, of course, the immediate reaction is like, oh, dude, your fingerprints are on it now. Oh, yeah. I hate to say, but the only other story I've heard where a person put their hand up over a ledge while camping and had a freaky thing happen, it was actually a rattlesnake that they encountered. And oh. Not, and I could prefer a skull to a rattlesnake. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. skulls don't bite back. Unless or, you grab the teeth. Maybe. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that how you found it? You were like, it was like chomped down at the perfect moment? Yeah. Well, My friend's husband's taxidermy alligator bit him in the hand. Just the other day. Wait, what? Yeah. Was it? It wasn't alive, right? Uh, no. Skull. He's kind of the great white hunter type guy, and he has a room literally full of taxidermy. Pat's seen it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And he has a big alligator. What do you call it? A pelt skull. or a hide? Oh, on the, the hide. Floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah skin and then uh, she says, "Yes." And the head's over here. And what's funny is when my husband was moving it, he accidentally put his hand through the jaw, and it like bit down oh, on geez. his arm while he was moving. <laughs> Yeah. Did it leave a mark or did it hurt like hell? Or? I think it hurt him. Yeah, she wouldn't have mentioned it. Probably <laughs> yeah. if it hadn't. So. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, got one afterwards. So yeah, so as people, if they're listening, they're like, "What's that crackling in the background?" It's not a crappy sound system. It's I decided to find some nice little campfire doing because these. My dining stories. room is just not cool enough. No, I always kind of put some background stuff on right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to build the mood. Like we're all sitting, we're all sitting down. We're telling stories. Yeah. So magnifique. Yeah. I try to bring people into our world. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. We've had, of Don't course, try too hard. Ouch. I want one of those metal sheets so I can make thunder. Oh yeah, <laughs> old timey style. Uh, do it. Doing the whole foil, uh, foilage board. Radio theater. Yeah. On this week's radio theater, it was a dark and spooky night. Yeah. That's your cue, Amy. Where's your thunder? Mm -hmm. God. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, I don't have any metal. I'm trying to think. Also, there's a there's a couple of urban legends uh, that we've all heard about. Uh, one story that I'm going to talk about, which I'm hopefully I can get more research on this, but I can't seem to find anything. Now, Sonny Bono's ghost? No, I found that. Oh. No. It's stuck in a tree. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, skiing. Yeah. Uh. It's like he's like Winnie the Pooh ghost. Yeah. He's got one end on one side and his other half on the other. Yeah. What, too soon, I'd people? I'd sing the song, but that would just be cruel. <laughs> there's a song about it. There's a song from when Winnie the Pooh gets stuck. Oh, oh I thought you meant there's a song that's like, Son of Bono, hit a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was literally a song of oh, it. Like, the Bears Love Honey song? No. Sonny's love bear. skiing, and I'm Sonny Bono. <laughs> oh, no. So what, what 
Go ahead, okay. Steve. What, what were yeah. we hearing? Now I'm stuck it? on the Sony Bono's ghost. I, I really want to know what it's up to. Sony Bono, if you can hear us, please call in. We'll get call the Ouija. In. We'll get the Ouija board in next week. Yeah. Um, just come up and say, "I got you, babe." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sonny, are you here? Yes. Where are you? I got you, babe. I got you, babe. What? Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So this backstory, uh, it takes place in Arizona. It's in Tucson. Oh no, it's in uh, Northern Arizona, up at NAU. Now, there's been two stories circulating. I can't figure out anything, but I guess the only name they give is I think it's Katie is her first name, but it's spelled like C A T Y, not like the normal spelling of Katie, I guess. Like a Catherine derivative. Yeah, it's like almost like a Catherine. So always but, spookier. So Catherine, we'll just go by Catherine. Uh, so Catherine, apparently this is a woman. It had to happen back in like 19, I don't know, I said maybe 50s, 60s, something along those lines. I don't know if it was a college yet, NAU, or what was going on at that time. But apparently the two stories is uh, the woman's husband went off to war. He died in the war. She got depressed. She hung herself. They painted over the room because uh, her favorite color was pink. It bled through, and then it has become a dorm now at NAU. An all-females dorm. And then there's been the story where, like, the husband cheated on her, left her for another woman, and then the same thing correlates with her hanging herself. So we're like, okay. So we went up there college trying to go, like, okay, let's just, you know, you're up at a – basically anytime we went up to NAU. I don't know what it is about NAU, but in that northern Arizona flagstaff, you just want to go ghost hunting or something because it just has that – Weed is what it is. That and the pines. Yeah. That too. Well, yeah, weed. Wait, was I, wait, let me wait. Let me figure out my story. Was I on weed? No, I was not on weed that night. Okay, <laughs> just want to verify. I was not high. Um, but there is the there is uh, there is the graveyard right on site, um, which is kind of funny. It's like, hey, I'm going to class, and there's a bunch of dead people. Uh, so we went to this dorm. It was an all girls dorm. So we had to split up to like three groups of three because each group had like a girl on the team, so we could actually go around the thing. So we went downstairs to the basement. You heard this banging. Uh, right off the bat, I was like, there's washing machines down here. People are probably doing the laundry. But as soon as you got close to the banging, it would be on the other side of the wall. So I'm like, well, it is also an old building. So then you get down to – we go upstairs. We interviewed a couple of people. They're saying, like, oh, when you see her or when she's around, there was actually no seeing her. But it was more of, like, you smell roses was her favorite, like, uh, flowers. So you'd smell roses. But they talked about – Alarm clocks turning on, things turning on and off in the middle of the night. They would remove the batteries. They'd come, uh, you know, back on without batteries. So you're like, okay, so we're interviewing some of these girls and everything like that. And we went down to the basement, went upstairs, you know, looking all around. Didn't really find anything. So we're like, okay. So then uh, we go back down to the basement, and there's um, these pink handprints on the wall. And they look like the size of women. Now, we had three groups of three go down to the basement. No one saw it before. So we brought everyone back down. They were like, okay, so we don't know if she was trying to tell us something or whatnot. But I've been doing, like, research on this, and I can't seem to get a last name or find anything about a backstory or anything. And I'm like, you know, for something that's supposed to be, you know, kind of a big thing, like, when you get there, people always talk about this story. I'm like, I don't know why I can't get an answer. So if anybody knows any more information, please let me know, because I'd really like to know more about this backstory. Considering how I can't find a last name is kind of weird. Somebody knows. So. Something. But yeah, so those are kind of like some of the, the ghost stories we know. Now, what are some of like urban legends you guys have seen or heard that you find interesting or... Well, I don't know how urban it is because it wasn't urban when I was growing up there. But I, <laughs> right? I grew up in um, southern Utah in a town called Moab, which oh, I'm sorry. M- most people know about now as like this big recreational place. It's like the desert Aspen or something. Yeah, but when awesome. I, Moab's awesome, but when I was there, it, we didn't even have a McDonald's. It was like, we literally, the only shirt in town that tourists would buy said, where the hell is Moab, Utah? That was the Moab thing. Wow. So 
the Colorado River runs through town, and it's surrounded by these huge cliffs of, like, uh, Anasazi um, petroglyphs and pictographs and ruins and all kinds of cool stuff. And um, when I was growing up, there was this legend of the River Witch. And I, for one, never saw her, but I've heard some pretty horrific stories about her and um, people having... Uh, problems down the river road as a result of what they think was related to the river witch. So um, I don't know if that's true or not, but supposedly if you would drive down this certain area of the river at night um, and it was really dark and scary with the big canyon walls and everything and you'd call out to the river witch, similar to the Bloody Mary thing, I guess, probably. Um, she would come out and I don't know what she was doing, but the havoc that ensued involved several traffic accidents, um, deaths, and actually four people that I went to school with were the result of said deaths. Um, some say it was black ice. Some say it was just happenstance that they maybe they were partying or something and wrecked, but it was pretty coincidental. Hmm. Yeah, the same exact area, the little strip of road. So one of those creepy things. If you're ever in Moab, you know, head down the river road toward Moonflower Canyon and check it out see if there's anything there <laughs> yeah interesting interesting yeah i think one of your kids are looking through crazy yeah. yeah lurking that's another legend oh the lurkers yeah yeah barons the barons lurking barons the lurking barons that's the new urban legend we're gonna start tonight yeah. um no that's a scary story for you oh is it yeah you know trying to sleep and then you know Wake up in the middle of the night, and there's, at the time, what, three, three-year-old <laughs> whispering in your ear, Daddy, Daddy, I pooped in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would scare literally the poop out of anybody. That's terrifying. Uh, geez. Um, <laughs> geez. Um, I'm guessing this is true. This is an urban legend. No, that's true. That's true. I don't think I really know too many urban legends. Um, one story I remember Scott told me. It was called the um, Semi Screamer, and apparently what happened is I forget. It's a road in um, Prague. I was. Gonna, I wish it was Prague. It's actually uh, Pennsylvania because Scott oh, was originally that's, out there. It's kind of like Prague. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a story where there's this woman who was walking down the the strip of road and a semi truck basically was, you know, going down late at night, falling asleep at the wheel, and hits this girl. And you're like, okay, that sucks, and everything like that. But then it turns out that this people started seeing her out on the strip of road. And I guess a way to do it is you get off to the side of that road, turn your lights off, and, like, wait a little bit. And as soon as you turn them on, she'll be standing right in front of your car, and she'll scream at you. And uh, Scott said, like, I don't know if he ever went ahead and did it. Probably not, because we were in high school at the time. So, but yeah, that was the story that was going around there in Pennsylvania. I'm trying to remember what the street of uh, road was, but yeah, he says a couple of people have done it and seen it. So, uh, so it's kind of weird just to hear like other like little stories that other people have heard. You're talking about roads. Um, yeah. You've heard of the section of Highway Number Six 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 through the Four Corners area. Mm -mm. Okay, that's one for you to research too. And I know very little. Wait, is that about the crossroads or? No, okay. it's just um, they had a highway literally numbered 666 by the luck of the draw or mm -hmm. bad luck of the draw. And um, there were all kinds of stories of like horrendous fatalities along that strip road. Wow. And then later they changed the number of the highway mm. because of it and because it had such a bad uh, 
what do you want to call it? I don't know. So now they just changed the Route 66. No. No, it wasn't. It was um, just a little podunk road that went through like Indian land. I mean, oh. Native American land. Yeah. Yeah. So, but a lot of people died there too. Speaking of Native American land, we have you've had some stories out in the res, like with Dean and everything like that, like mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. What What were some of your experiences out there? Oh, the one was we were out uh, wandering around on the res and found these three kind of like mounds of rocks that looked probably like people were buried there. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott took a picture of them and um, later got the picture developed. And it's you know before photoshop really yeah before we had phones on our camera kids. yeah like camera right. phones and you know i think it was like a crappy disposable camera or yeah something. well and in the picture there's like over each one of the mounds is like a flame and the center was like a big flame and then either side were two little ones so we had a friend uh what's that kid's name oh william williams yeah actually jumped over them and so we're looking at these pictures he got developed. Well, him and they were Eagle Scouts, Williams and Scott. Well, they'd gone on some Eagle Scout trip, like the, that weekend. And um, I guess Williams got like deathly ill over the trip and was like cold to the touch and was like seeing things and like freaking out and was like really sick, like the whole time. Because him and Scott were in the same room together. I guess I don't know. They went to some hotel somewhere for the Eagle Scout trip. Yeah, he got really sick. And then the, after that is when Scott got the picture developed, and we saw that, and we we're like, oh, man, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, the name American says, that's no joke. Yeah, no, I re- yeah, I remember seeing that picture because I was like, oh, that's a shame. Like, I go, your picture got ruined. Scott goes, no, it didn't. I'm like, oh, is the sun rising? He's like, no. Yeah, middle of the night. Yeah. yeah, I was like, and then I'm like, when was this taken? He's like, about 3, probably o'clock in the you know morning or whatnot. I'm like, yeah. okay, so there's no light anywhere. Yeah, I think you guys found the grave sites. Yeah, I just remember seeing a picture, and then, yeah, I remember hearing yeah. about William getting deathly ill, but, yeah, that was like... Yeah. <clears throat> well, you're talking about the, what do you call it, the faceless woman. Mm-hmm. I had one of those experiences in Japan, another one, which it was actually a dream. This one, I know I mentioned earlier about how there's lots of the Japanese that really didn't like us there. Well, in my dream, there was a, like, you know, long, dark-haired woman... Obviously, you know, it's like, I'm pretty sure Japanese, and they kept saying over and over again, you don't belong here, you don't belong here. Well, in my dream, she stabbed me in the leg, and then I woke up, and I had a huge gash right in my leg, and I still have the scar to this day on yeah. my thigh from that. So, you know, at the time I kind of talked, I was like, oh, I must have scratched myself in my sleep or something, but it left a scar, so it yeah, pretty deep, but... Yeah, there was lots of freaky stuff over there. Yeah. yeah, you were talking about one. You didn't go ahead and do it, but you said your buddies did. There was like a cave or there was like a soldier. Oh, it was on the base we were at. There was this gate that wasn't gate to the base that wasn't in use anymore. It was kind of overgrown with trees and everything. And supposedly, if you go down there at night and uh, you know to go have a smoke, you, it, as soon as you'd light up your cigarette, this ghost of like an old mangled. U.S. soldier would appear and ask you would ask if you had a light. I never did it. I had a friend, a couple of friends that did, and said that they saw it. Mm. So. That's pretty common, isn't it? With um, especially yeah. war victims war, and things. War zones, yeah. yeah. You hear lots of stories like that. 
Well, yeah, that was a story someone was talking about on another um, thing where they were saying, like, this house was built and this woman came. Like, these kids would be two separate rooms, and in one room, uh, this kid would just hear, like, marching. And then you would see these shadows go by his, like, bedroom, like, window and everything. And then the other kid had to deal with this woman kept, like, appearing in his room, but she was, like, frantically running around and stuff like that. But it wasn't like anybody was trying to hurt anybody. They soon found out that the woman was a nurse. And then they found out that the marching was because there used to be a bunch of Civil War activity over here. So mm. basically oh, the, yeah, the yeah. house must have been like some kind of medical thing. And then the woman was just checking to me. Sure, everybody. It was a ghost. Um, <laughs> good save. Um, making sure like if the kids, the, she must have thought they were like injured or something like that. So, um, But it's just kind of interesting how like a lot of spirits really don't know they're dead. So most likely if anybody were to go down to that thing where the military guy is, someone could be like... The war's over. You can go home, son, and everything like that. And he probably won't ever appear ever again. But I don't think anyone wants to do that because they're like, I get to see a ghost, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if to. Supposedly they're kicking the, closing down the bases in Okinawa. I don't know if they have yet. Mm. I heard they were going to. Well, no. Not. I have one experience myself personally, but I don't know if maybe you want to save it for a later. Oh yeah, we can time. we can save it. Um, I know a big a big uh, a big urban legend I always loved was the Jersey Devil. Pat knows this growing up. I always just wanted to go to New Jersey just for. I'm like, it's no real big point to go to New Jersey. No offense. No, there's not. Yeah, but I always wanted to, I always wanted to go to. Um, Always, actually, for me to go to New Jersey was to just see the quick stop from Clerks and then go visit the uh, the Jersey Woods for the Urban Legend of the Jersey Devil, which also again has a bunch of different backstories that well, where uh, a woman gave birth to like her 13th son and it turned out to be a reincarnation of like a devil and it just flew out the roof, uh, medical condition or something like that. So a bunch of different stories with the backstory of the Jersey Devil. Um, you can pretty much find those everywhere online. But it always intrigued me just to see that there's like this this thing that's out there, you know, in the in the woods. I'm trying to remember what region of the woods is called because it actually has like a like an actual the barrens, the barren lands of the woods or whatnot. But it's just funny because when you hear the stories, like I'm thinking like this creature is really not that big. But then when the, the more and more like people are like, oh, I've seen it, I've done this, and so like it literally this thing got really big, and I'm like, there's no way this thing would be out there if it's that huge. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because now you're telling me it's almost like the size of a horse. It's got a horse head. It's got a wingspan of like, I don't know, they said like 12 feet. I'm like, really? This, and, no, like and I'm like, and no one can give like, uh, like no one can get a picture of this thing still. I'm like, I'm no. like, that's what I'll get. Like nowadays, like when I, I hate when you see that new stuff nowadays on the news, it's like, oh, this has happened. I'm like, everybody has a camera phone. Right. You can't tell me. You, you can't pull out your phone. I'm like, guaranteed you're probably walking through the woods with your phone out anyways. So you can't get a picture? What was that? Is you thinking of Mothman or Yeah, Mothman, totally. No, I was Mothman from again. I don't remember. I don't remember West the location. Park, yeah. I was all intrigued. Well actually it. wasn't he in like a few locations? Like this this Mothman would appear because yeah. there was one time he appeared like by a bridge and then the bridge had that a was like the movie was based But on. the area yeah. what state was it in? Do you I remember? remember? It was like no. Virginia or somewhere Something. like that. Because yeah. the movie was called what, Mothman Prophecies? Yeah. Yeah. Um good movie. Yeah, we gotta oh, look yeah. That's what I've heard. Actually, let me see if Sounds I can find anything. To that. Yeah. And who knows, maybe that Jersey Devil is one of those Native American things, too. Could be. Yeah, the Mothman would supposedly show up and, like, predict catastrophes, and then, yeah, they would have. But they said they thought it was a Native American affiliation, didn't they? Oh, yeah, maybe. Could have been, yeah. Well, someone built a statue of it. 
Yeah. It's called Wingman. Yeah, Mothman. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Mothman is a legendary moth-like creature. You're probably seen in the uh, Point Pleasant area of West Virginia. West Virginia. Uh, from okay. fifth. Uh, from 15th November of 1966 to 15th of December of 1967, first newspaper report was published in the Point to Pleasant uh, Register date 16th of November, titled uh, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creatures Something. Uh, Mothman was introduced into a wilder audience by a gray big... Okay, this is just like mm-hmm. a book thing or whatnot. Uh, let's it's like see. some big like, red-eyed beast thing that would uh, see people. But no one... It would never like attack people or freak people uh, out. It would always just kind of show up and then something would happen. Yeah, I guess it's like a large creature with whose eyes uh, glowed red uh, when the... Let's see. I'm trying to see where it said the uh, Some claims. people thought it was an alien, but I don't think it was. No, I think it was Rod Stewart, probably. <laughs> yeah, and he was just flying by going, Will I see you tonight? Yeah. On a falling down bridge. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so, okay, so at least we got... That's the only thing I like about having the internet with this stuff, because then I'm able to actually research stuff. Yeah, let me All see. I know is that... What was that guy's name on the paranormal thing? Chip Coffee? Chip Coffee. Sorry, Chip. Oh, yeah. We love you, man, but... Your comment on the Mothman was a little bit hilarious. Yeah, he's talking about like the dead people, and he's like, they're so calm and serene. If I die, <laughs> pause. I hope it's like that. If he dies. If. if. Yeah. We're waiting to find out if Chip Coffee will actually he's live probably forever. Probably not. He's going to live No, he probably will. Yeah, yeah he lives yeah, forever. Probably will. Yeah, Chip Coffee. He'll just be hanging out on the earth. He's a cool going. guy. He's going to become an urban legend. A chip coffee. He will. He already is, I think. He's like this flamboyantly gay, like paranormal guy. He a is. medium. That's what he's a, a medium. medium. Flamboyant medium. I wanted to. So your mother's talking to me right now. Yeah. yeah. And like she that? looks fabulous. <laughs> I don't know. He just feels a lot more than he says. Really. Uh, yeah, so this is like, yeah, the New Jersey Devil, which the hockey team obviously named this of a legendary creature um, inhabited in the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey, United States. Uh, the creature is often described as a flying uh, biped with hooves, but there are many different variations. See, this is what I hate when it says very, very different variations that you already know. Like, okay, obviously this thing isn't real. So uh, the common description is that it's a kangaroo-like creature. With a head of a goat, uh, leathery bat wings and horns, small arms with clawed hands, uh, cloved hooves, and a fork-like tail. It mm-hmm. has been reported to move quickly and often is described as an intim- intermediate, a blood-curdling scream. An imminent okay. blood-curdling scream. So again, if you hear this, you can't get a picture, really, people? So I know it's just like a legend, so... I don't know. If I was the Jersey Devil and I knew how far technology had come, I would kind of lay low. Myself. Well, I mean that, but if you have wings and can fly, why would you stay you in the Pine fly. Barrens? You wouldn't. Like, even yeah. you got to know that, yeah. like, eh, He's Jersey probably sucks. down in Soho getting some good food or something. But, yeah, and then, of course, I think, yeah. like, I think the, it's probably not the newest urban legend, um, but I think the earliest new urban legend before everything came out, I think was in the late 90s when we finally got the Chupacabra. Oh, yeah. That uh, turned out to be actually Danny DeVito. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So he was just biting goat and sucking no. their bloods? Yeah. Oh, God yeah. gracious. I thought it was Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L- uh, LDP. Yeah, LDP. LDP. LDP is struck again. Yeah. Maybe that was actually what the Mexicans were saying. They were saying LDP, but they it yeah, translated to Let's Chuka 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 Chuka. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a woman 
well, fell in for me on maternity leave at one of my jobs that oh, I thought was oh, too yeah. good. However you say it. Oh, really? She really seemed to be, yeah. Yeah. She was, yeah. yeah. She was probably closer to Bigfoot than the Chupacabra. You're right. It was like a chu- It was like a cross between the two. Chupa Bigfoot? Uh, bra? I don't know. Do you have a Chupa bra? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a Chupa bra? It's a really lot of perfume. It, it was like the ghost of Coco Chanel had a ghost baby, of love baby, with the Chupacabra or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's like two ghosts of famous people we mentioned tonight. Yeah. Who else can we get in here? I don't know. Let's try. Yeah. I bet I'm going to hear a complaint about the Sonny Bono joke. No way. I don't know what Sonny Bono did to get a joke from you. He died. It was kind of sad. That was his gift to the world. Cher's the one who needs the joke. I mean, she's. Hey, come on! She was crazy. in that awesome movie called Face, where the guy looks like a beat up. No mask, top. actually. Oh, mask. That was mask, it. Yeah. She's a great actress, but her her costume in her um, concerts is a little wild. Yeah. Like Lady Gaga, we all think is well, crazy, but Cher yeah. started it. Well, she's yeah, she specialized in hoe baggery. No one. Well, okay. This is about scary things, but like really scary. That is pretty scary, though. It is kind of scary. Yeah. There's Marilyn Manson. We could talk about that. Marilyn Manson? Or yeah. I would hate Or Charlie Manson. Either one, Either but one. maybe both. Yeah. I'd yeah, hate to there... run across Charlie Manson's ghost if it's around. He's still alive. Oh, is he? You know who I read about the other night? Ooh. Yeah, he's still in jail, isn't he? Yeah. Hate to bring him up, Mr. Bundy. I Ted don't Bundy. know why I've got this thing about reading about Ted Bundy. I actually I know why because my high school freshman high school English teacher's daughter was one of his victims that was never found. Really? Yes, Miss Wilcox, Nancy Wilcox. Her mother taught me English. Oh wow! And I remember hearing about that and being just like sobered immediately in class and. I did a really good job in that class because I felt bad for her. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ted Bundy was uh, basically what Silence of the Lamb was based off of, right? That was the guy who abducted no. women. I thought it was the Green River Killer that they based that off of. Maybe it was Ted. But no, I thought it was Ted because Ted had, like, um, he, he did. Would, the, he, he would trick women, didn't the he? Victim. Yeah. yeah, he did trick women. That's what women. I meant, like that he, part. That part, like, yeah, he did. Uh, he did do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think he was actually making a female suit. No, to make it even creepier, like for a little personal correlation, I lived half a block from the mall where he abducted women. Really? Yes, all wow. through high school. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Well, he was going after, was he going after high school girls or just... Uh, College women. Well, the last I read, which was recently, unfortunately, um, they ranged in age from what they know at 12 through the mid-20s to uh, wow. late 20s. Yeah, so creepy. Yeah, who's the other guy that I'm thinking of that uh, it was, he was mostly killing like gay men? Oh, that was Dahmer. Dahmer, that's right. Yeah. Dahmer. Dahmer was a creep in it. Well, that the one story that I was never heard until recently when I started watching, like I watched this kind of stuff through the documentaries and stuff, mm-hmm. and read up on it was the fact that one guy escaped. He yes. got up to him, like two women found him, and then the cops got involved and they were talking. He's like, "No, oh, no, it was just my boyfriend. We got into a spat, and they just sent him back." Yeah, they did. You're just like, "Oh my god!" Like, really? Yeah. Like, ugh. Isn't that horrible? Oh, like I don't know about you, but if I was doing successfully killing a bunch of people like that, and then also one gets loose and he comes back to me, I think after that one I'd be like, mm, Done, might right? want to lay low for a bit. No, well he got his. No, he did because so. one guy finally escaped and then brought him back to the apartment. No, I mean he got his after they arrested him, uh-huh. Dahmer. But yeah, that would be one ghost I wouldn't want to encounter. <laughs> he was a freaky, 
freaky mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Now, has anybody ever experienced or dealt with anybody who actually dealt with any like poltergeist or anything like that? Or mm, I don't think so. Do I get to tell my weird German freaky man wolf story? Yeah, you kind Is of that want a poltergeist? To. Well, it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It, the, I think the freakiest thing about it is I was living in Salt Lake City. I was a teenager. I was kind of a goth teen, you know, um, alternative, whatever. Worship My, Satan! Yeah, well, not really, but <laughs> we we didn't want to Were be like part of the clicky crowd. Probably I would associate with them um, a little more. And we just, we hung out downtown. That whole Salt Lake City Punks movie was my generation. That's how I got my nickname. So um, my friend and I went to this place, which (laughs) crazily enough, and most people won't believe me unless they actually go there, at the base of the temple, the temple in Salt Lake City, is this crazy place called Memory Grove. And it sounds all nice and innocent, except that in the rock work for, like, the footpaths through Memory Grove are, like, pentagrams and creepy satanic things. And it is literally there in stone at the base of the temple. So I'm not a Mormon person. I don't know if that has anything to do with that or if it was just a weird coincidence. But as a goth alternative teenager, we found it really cool to go up there, especially at night. And some of these memorials, um, all of them are really big money. You know, they were people who had a lot of money put behind their memorials. And some of them are pretty standard, and some of them are really creepy, like the one that we went to this particular night looked like an altar, and it actually had a drain in it. Yeah, that sounds creepy. Like sacrifice drain-wise? Right, like an altar with a drain in it. Yeah, like with blood rituals? Any fluid that landed on top would drain down somewhere. God knows where, but anyway. Um, We went there basically kind of on a dare, but also just because it was a cool thing in our minds to do. And it was that dusky part of night where it's still light enough that you can see things, but... um, in your periphery, everything's pretty dark. And there was this guy jogging. A lot of people jogged through that area. He was in white clothes with white shoes, and he jogged up the trail up the hill from us. And he looked a little creepy. He kind of looked at us as he went by, and then he went up the hill. And we were getting ready to walk back down toward the mall and everything. And um, we were walking away from this particular memorial and we hear this yelling at us in some foreign language, which I can only assume was like German maybe or Dutch or something like that. And we turn around and look up the hill and there's the sky and his, all I can say is his eyes were like glaring at us and from far enough away in the dusk that you shouldn't have been able to really see the eyes, but we could And then what got me is that that part of the trail had a wall that was about two feet high, a little rock wall. We saw his shoes, which would have been up two feet from the trail. So it was like he was levitating above the wall. And my friend and I looked at each other and looked at him, and he was glaring at us and didn't say anything else. And we just turned around. I said, let's go. And we turned around and went to walk down the hill. And then we heard this rustling noise, like something running down the hill. So we both glanced back, and we didn't see a man running down the hill. We saw a big white, like a wolf dog. That's all I can say, like a Malamute-type dog running Mm -hmm. down the hill after us. And we hightailed it and got out of Memory Grove and um, never went back, actually, after that. But... It almost kind of sounds like a, like a skinwalker kind of thing with right. them transforming into an animal, which 
We will talk about that. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give you a teaser. I do have a couple of Skinwalker stories for everybody out there, but that will we'll hit that up with next week. So you guys better come back and listen nice. to our all uh, spooky tooky. This is episode 11. But uh, any closing words, Patrick, to give to the wise? Um, no, not really. Just, if you see Sunny Bono, say hey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Amy, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And, of course, you can find us on the All White Tukey Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com backslash All White Tukey. You can also find our show on 4iradio.com, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Miro Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, SoundCloud, and Player FM. Also, don't forget to check out one of our great sponsors, Raven Designs. Illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. So this is going to be our entire month of October. is just spooky ghost stories. So go ahead, send them some in if you got some, anything that's happened to you. And uh, we'll go ahead and read them on the air. Uh, if you have a story about the Grimace, Pat and I will love to hear it. So that'd be great. So, uh course until next time i forgot we came up with a closing and then i don't know what the closing was it's probably on our last episode so listen to the last episode and then just tack that on the end of this episode because i obviously don't know what it is but we're gonna leave you with uh, probably our theme song now about the greatest canadian hero zap rosnauer Saves all the world. He comes to save the day in a broken truck with a stinky denim jacket on his back. He couldn't help this movie, which really sucked. But at least we didn't have to see him play a hacky sack. What? I'm sorry, I panicked. Wake up! This is important to me, damn it. Well, I'll try to do better. Here it comes. Listen. Rostower saves us and saves all the world. Rostower saves us. No, 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 no. Mike, that section's over, you non-musical mook. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. And what Patrick just said, this aftertaste of this beer kind of tastes like feet.